I was thinking, man, there's hundreds of people here. They're going to hear me. And, and I was also thinking they're going to yell out Jesus too. So I just yelled out in Romanian, it's uh, Jesus is Isuse. And uh, I yelled out Isuse. And I just remember it was like everything just time, everything just paused. I didn't hear anybody else yell out his name. And I could almost hear a pin drop. That's how quiet it felt. And I just remember my eyes were closed, but I can feel the sin parting from my heart, like like the sea splitting in half almost. Um, and Jesus is like coming like from heaven, pointing directly at my heart. And he says, Lewis, because I don't care about what you've done in your past. He says, uh, I died for you and I love you. And then I said, how can a God still love me despite all the messed up things I had ever done? And I remember I said, God, I'll do anything for you. Welcome to Christ Reward Podcast. You can get connected with us at ChristReward.com. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right. Welcome back to the Christ Reward Podcast. It has been about a year since we have recorded anything. So excited to be back and to share what we've been up to. And instead of having Daniel with me, which I know I've heard from several of you, you really enjoyed hearing from Daniel. And maybe I'll have him back on in a future podcast, but uh, just because of seasons and literally we are a year later, I have a new friend joining me for the next several podcasts, and his name is Louis. Louis Trinkapasat from Chicago. Louis, glad, glad to have you on the podcast. You have anything to say this morning? Hey, I'm just excited to be here and anything, anytime I can give glory to Jesus, that's why I'm here. That's what I want to do. And yeah, I'm excited. Well, the last time I recorded, I had just finished carrying the cross in New York. And since then, we have been on a journey. The Lord has led me to actually carry the cross to all 50 states, which we will share on other podcasts some testimonies from that uh, in the journey that I'm on. And with that, we've also been going on what we call by faith trips, which I have mentioned before. Um, but what we're going to be looking at is in the next several episodes is sharing testimonies, as you guys have heard us share in the past, and then just some teaching points uh, that we'll pull from these trips that we've been on. And so Lewis has been on many of these trips with us, and I want you to get to know Lewis. So to start off, and as we restart the podcast, I want you just to hear from Lewis, uh, just him talking about who he is, his testimony, so you can kind of know him a little bit better. And I believe as you listen to his testimony, you can share this with other people uh, that are either seeking the Lord or uh, specifically part of his testimony is he, he used to play football and that was part of his life. And he even grew kind of up in religion and I don't want to go through his whole podcast or his whole testimony, but he will uh, share that. So you listen in today and take some nuggets and then share this with others that are uh, on a journey of wanting to know more God, and they're into whatever. And so, Lewis, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and who are you, your testimony, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, appreciate it, Wade. Um, yeah, I grew up in Chicago. Uh, my family immigrated from Romania, and they escaped communism, and then I was born there and grew up in the church my whole life. Um, a lot of religion, uh, just to give some context, I mean... You know, if you had earrings, it was a sin. If you had tattoos, you go going to hell. Um, you had to dress up, you know. So that was kind of the environment I grew up in. Um, it was a lot of uh, 
superficial stuff. Um, but you know, I knew in my heart, I think from a young age, um, that I love Jesus. Um, I would see some things in the church and then I would see a different life outside the church. You know, I'm like, even as a young kid, no one had to explain it to me, but I was like, this isn't right. And, uh, you know, um, my passion was football. I remember watching, we didn't, you know, we didn't watch much TV growing up. My parents were really strict. Um, it was church and school, but I saw football and I was like, man, I want to play football. So we're watching an NFL game one day. It was between church services. And, um, yeah, I, I just I pursued that. And my parents didn't let me play. And finally they loosened up. Uh, thanks to my, my siblings, they my brothers, they kind of meddled my parents to let me play in high school and started having some success and then got some scholarship offers and ended up moving to Iowa, going to the University of Iowa and playing there. And, um yeah, Lord led me there, and um, just a testimony for that. I remember I was praying prior. I was like, you know, because I had several offers, and I was like, God, oh, where do you want me to go? And uh, for me, there was rumors that Kirk Ferentz, the head coach there at the time, he's still there. He was going to leave, um, and I remember praying that. And the next day, I'm watching ESPN, and on the ticker, I see uh, Iowa head coach gets a five-year contract extension. So I knew he was going to be there during my time. And I was like, that was confirmation. The Lord wanted me there. I go there. It was the roughest two years of my life as an 18-year-old kid living home. Um, didn't didn't party much, but was just depressed, isolated in my room. And eventually my D-line coach, uh, first one, left because um, I was about to quit. And uh, then I remember – during this period where my head coach gave me a few days off, he said, uh, take some time off. And I remember I was praying. I was like, God, you got to get rid of this D line coach. Otherwise I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I know you called me to do this. I felt like, but why, why, you know, I return after the three day break and a teammate runs up to me and he's like, Lewis, guess what? Yeah. Coach, you know, he left, he's gone. And so we got a new D line coach. And after that, my career took off, did really well. And, uh, didn't get drafted, but I got a shot undrafted with the St. Louis Rams and did really well um, as an undrafted, undersized white guy. You're not supposed to make it. And I was leading the team in stats. It's just some unprecedented, unprecedented things like make, being involved in one every three plays, which they were like, this is crazy. You know, they were trying to do everything they could to get rid of me. But uh, eventually I made the practice squad. They moved me up to the active roster later in the year. Um, my second year, they're like, Lewis, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and you're going to, you know, you're going to make the team. And, uh, I was backing up Aaron Donald, which for many that don't know, or they do know, he's probably going to be a hall of famer. He's one of the best in the league. And, uh, that same day, that was, um, June 7th, uh, I tore my ACL that practice, um, just a routine play. The guy pushed me in the back. I planted, I heard a pop. Didn't even know I tore it. I kept practicing, and then after practice, I told the coaches it was loose, and they did an MRI, and they said, yeah, it's torn. Um, at that point, rehabbed, came back. There was a new staff, new defensive system, had to remake the team. Just a whole process again. And um, I think in that time, I was really losing passion for the game, and then um, pretty much got cut. I made the team. And I thought I was going to actually be on the roster. That was the first time I actually made active roster coming out of camp. And then it got cut an hour later. They're like, hey, we'll sign into the practice squad. And then it got cut an hour later after that. 
drove 32 hours from Chicago, from LA to Chicago with my stuff. And that was it. Um, lived in my parents' basement. I went from potentially making 600K to nothing. <laughs> and I remember I was depressed. Uh, didn't know what to do with my life. Um, I always thought I was going to make it, be a Hall of Famer. I, I had it all planned out. This is God's plan. And then I was going to use that platform to bring God glory. But God had a different plan. And, um, yeah, um, went through just, just dark times, questioning what's the point of living. But every night I would pray, God, give me a purpose and a plan as much as I would enjoy playing football. And um, one day I go back to church. I didn't go in a while. And there was a pastor there. There was a conference. There was a pastor that knew of me, but he didn't know, know what I was going through. Before he preaches, he stands up in front of the whole congregation. He just gives me this word. He says, uh, Lewis, God gave me a word for you. That word is just wait because he sees the desires of your heart. He has not forgotten, but he's working his plan. Just wait. And that never happened to me. Um, and I was just like, finally, God, like you hear me. Like, I didn't care how long I had to wait. I was just like, at least I know you're listening. Because that was about two and a half years after I was done playing until that happened. I reached out to that pastor. He led me, uh, he was going to the Philippines. Um, and I remember that night I reached out to him. I'm wrestling with the Lord. I'm like, I knew the Lord was telling me, Lewis, like, accused, essentially let, let go of my life, let go of what I wanted to live for. Um, and uh, I said, all right, God, I'm going to do this. And this was like 2.30, almost 3 in the morning. I'm like, God, this is from you. I'm going to reach out to him. He's got to reply right away. And uh, I sent him a message on Facebook, and he literally replies right away. It's like 3 in the morning. And share my whole testimony with him. I had never done that. Literally, just everything. And went to the Philippines. That was the next trip he was going on. I felt the Lord told me to go and watch. I met like seven, eight pastors on the trip. Each one had a testimony that spoke directly to me or I connected with that I had gone through. And essentially, God was breaking down my religious walls and showing me that he uses broken men for his kingdom. Um, and I, I just felt led to share this right now. There's a specific evangelist pastor on this trip. He, he, he's a part of his ministry is what he does is he's a clown. And uh, we were in a flea market and part of his clown he does he calls them uh, illusions he doesn't call it magic and i'm like he's got tattoos and i'm kind of like looking at this man i'm like is this right like i'm, I'm kind of being judgmental and critical in my heart and he's doing this trick where he's making jesus he's got jesus on the cross in his palm of his hand and he's making him rise in the palm of his hand and he's he's sharing the gospel as he's doing this and immediately there's like 40 people that gather around him and he's sharing the gospel everybody's intrigued like what is going on with this story and they're all listening I remember just so softly the Holy Spirit said, who are you to judge how I can use people and the ways I can use them to share the gospel? And uh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it now, but I was like, I, will, I remember saying, God, I will never judge anybody about how they look ever again. And so by the end of that trip, I knew the Lord was calling me. And at the time I was a real estate broker and I had one home to sell. Someone gave me a home. It was the only home I ever got. And I wasn't selling it. It was over a year and God, I was like praying, God, I go home to Chicago. If I sell this home, I'll take this as confirmation. I still wanted confirmation. And I finished that prayer and the pastor's wife comes by of the church there in the Philippines. She's like, Hey, can I pray for you? I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I'm like, yeah, sure. 
she just starts prophesying over me, starts speaking in tongues. That never happened to me before. And, but she was exactly, she was revealing what the Lord had put in my heart, um, of God using me. And, and, uh, at the end of it, she goes, it is confirmed that this is confirmation. Remember I was such in awe. I couldn't speak for like two, three hours. I remember I was just like, what just happened? Like, I remember, yeah. And left home. The pastors were like, and a, and a part of that too, that was February 9th on my mom's birthday that happened. And I just felt God tell me through that. He was like, long before you were even born, before your mother was even born, I had a plan for you. And um, I go home. The pastors were like, you need to go to seminary. I'm like, I don't have an idea what seminary is. I thought I was done with school at Iowa. I didn't want to go back. I had a bachelor's and a master's at this point. And I was like, I thought I was done with school. So in my heart, I knew that God wanted me to study the 66 books of the Bible. And I was reading uh, Kingdom Man by Tony Evans, which I had gotten with the Rams in 2016, but I had never read it. So I'm starting to read it now when I'm back from this Philippines trip in 2020. And in it, uh, Tony Evans talks about Dallas Theological Seminary. And it was just like, boom, like, oh, this is a seminary school. Let me Google this. I Google it. And on their website, the first thing I see is we teach all 66 books of the Bible. And that just spoke to me. Um, took a leap of faith, sold whatever little I had from Chicago and didn't know anybody in Dallas and moved here. And then, uh, that was August of 2020. A month later, I met Wade. I had a buddy of mine that I played football with at Iowa. He had just given his life to the Lord recently. And he's like, Hey, I know this dude, you need to meet him. So I, I, I and that's Wade. And I go to his house and meet him. After that, Wade started reaching out to me. He's like, Hey, going out on the street, you know, do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, this is, let's see who this guy is. What is he doing? You know, test everything. So yeah, test everything. <laughs> Even if you're listening, test everything. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, I remember seeing him, he's just bold. He's praying for people, sharing the gospel. People were getting healed. I'm like, I, I'm like, what is this? Like, I didn't see this growing up in a church and, uh, started to go more and more with him. I'm like, this is what the Lord's calling me to do. Like, I need to be around this guy. And uh, I just saw his heart and just his heart to share Jesus and proclaim the gospel. And uh, been running with him ever since. Um, and uh, just doing faith trips and graduated from seminary school this past December. Um, I entered with Wade for six months from January through June here in 2023. And um, yeah, I just felt the Lord just put on my heart just to continue to walk with him when he carries the cross. Um, not to be alone and do these faith trips. And I just learned so much, you know, I think the process of it is being bold. I could say, I didn't even know how to talk to anybody three years ago and I hated people and not, not even know how to have a conversation now how God's used Wade and just this journey is to mold and soften my heart. And I think through this journey is really, he's just constantly working on my heart, um, to love people. And I, I can, I, I don't know. I just feel challenged every day to share the gospel or pray for someone, you know, and that's where I'm at now. And kind of, uh, you know, part of that's, that's my testimony. Yeah, that's great. I, something I was meditating on when you were talking was Proverbs 16, verse nine. It says in the heart, human plans their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And, and what you're talking about, you had a, you thought you had a plan, which I know in my own life, I've, I've had plans. We've all had plans. Uh, and, but the, it's true. The Lord, 
He establishes our steps. He determines our steps. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we've crossed paths and the people that you've crossed paths with because, you know, you could, you could be playing with the Rams and who knows, you may have not seen encounter the Lord like you did. And you definitely wouldn't be sitting in this room recording this podcast, <laughs> probably watching on TV, you know, Oh, that's a big guy tackling that quarterback, you know, <laughs> drink up a sight, you know, but the thing is, is the Lord has directed your steps and is continuing to direct your steps. And so, uh, you know, I, something that I love about your testimony is also is when you talk about when you were in the Philippines and you shout out Jesus, uh, I don't think you shared that in this, this part, but, uh, I don't know if you want to share that part real quick and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the night before. It was February eighth. It was a uh, the night before last night, and uh, uh, brother Tony, he was actually the pastor I reached out to. He was preaching that night, and I remember uh, there was an altar call, and I just there was hundreds of people that went up on the altar call, and I go up, and he was just preaching, and he was like, "There's someone here that wants to yell out the name of Jesus. Yell out the name of Jesus right now." And I remember feeling this fear, but this urge coming from what's inside of me, like to yell out Jesus. And uh, I was thinking, man, there's hundreds of people here. They're going to hear me. And, and I was also thinking they're going to yell out Jesus too. So I just yelled out in Romanian, it's uh, Jesus is Isuse. And uh, I yelled out Isuse. And I just remember it was like everything just time, everything just paused I didn't hear anybody else yell out his name and I could almost hear a pin drop. That's how quiet it felt. And I just remember my eyes were closed, but I can feel the sin parting from my heart, like, like the sea splitting in half almost. Um, and Jesus is like coming like from heaven, pointing directly at my heart. And he says, Lewis, he says, I don't care about what you've done in your past. He says, uh, I died for you and I love you. And then I said, how can a God still love me despite all the messed up things I had ever done? And I remember I said, God, I'll do anything for you. And now, mind you, I didn't share this, but I had struggled with pornography when I was, I think, about 10 years old for till that moment. Um, and that moment, that's when I got freed. Um, that moment is when I encountered his love and nothing else. In my, I needed nothing else in my life. His love, that, that word from him was what freed me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've never been the same since he, he delivered me then. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a powerful moment. I remember walking out of church that day and I saw the clouds breaking and I saw the moon so bright and I just felt finally like God broke through in my life. And the interesting thing was at our church back home in Chicago, the theme that year was breakthrough. And, uh, I just felt God broke through my life that day. And ever since then, I've been free of any struggles of, uh, lust, uh, pornography, masturbation, just completely freed. Um, and not only that, but actually willing to talk about it. And I know what it's like and willing, and I love to, you know, even help people going through it, you know? So yeah, it was a powerful, powerful time then. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful testimony of what Jesus did in your life that day, because we were just talking about it this week. You were in a small group and people trying to keep each other accountable of, looking at porn and all of these things. But in a moment, you know, you cried out to the name of Jesus and Jesus set you free. And I just know anyone that's listening, if you're struggling with any addiction, I am convinced that Jesus can set you free. 
He He's not looking for you to try harder. He's just looking for you to come to him and, and he will set you free, whether that's smoking cigarettes or that's pornography or if that's masturbation or whatever you're struggling with. I am convinced just like what the Lord did in Lewis's life, he can do in your life. And uh, yeah, so I, I, Lewis, do you have anything else you want to share about your testimony so people get to know you a little bit better as we, we dive into some of these other podcasts uh, before we wrap up today? you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, yeah, people, they're out there listening. If they're wondering why Jesus, why this, re, you know, religion, I just want to share that it's not a religion, it's a relationship, and he's the only living God. And I can guarantee you that if you go truly seek him, you know, I did it for two and a half years, I didn't hear anything from God. So there was silence. So I get it. So if you're in a season right now where you're praying and you're like, man, I'm not hearing anything. I'm reading the Bible, but nothing's happening. I assure you that that fire, God's doing something in your heart, um, whether it's seeing where your faith is or trying to increase your faith. But uh, he's the only way, the truth, and the life. And the best part is I didn't need to do anything. Just receive that. I just needed to receive that he died for me and he rose again. And he's alive. And if you receive that and you walk with him, this is the first step of faith. Then you will see that he's alive because only from, from that point on, as you'll hear in these, these stories of faith trips and the cross, uh, how God works, but it's simply just being obedient, giving God your yes in your heart, and then watch what he's going to do. Well, that's all we have for this week. Next show, we will be uh, sharing a little bit, a bit more of what we've been up to, uh, what is a by faith trip, as will be, as even Lewis on this show talked about that and the journey of the cross. Uh, and so uh, check it out. Follow us on, uh, whether it's on our website, ChristReward.com, or if you want to look us up on social media, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at WadeB.Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, or ChristReward. And so um, look us up, be encouraged in evangelism, and hopefully you're encouraged by Lewis's testimony this week. Jesus sets free. He redirects our steps. And whether where, wherever you're at in the journey, uh, if you're listening to this today and you're saying, God, what are you up to? Know that he has something good coming your way. It may not feel like good is coming your way, but good is coming because that's who God is. And so trust him in the process, trust him in the journey. And also, if you're praying that the Lord will set you free, I even pray right now as we wrap up today's show, I pray that Jesus sets you free from any addictions, any anything that you're struggling with, any, any mindsets, any bondages in your life, I believe Jesus will set you free even in this moment. Amen. Well, bless you guys, and we will talk to you soon.